Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and I am recording on a Wednesday. I just recorded the Stellantis episode this morning, and now this evening, I am recording our Friday episode because I've got some kids stuff going on over the next couple of days, and I wanted to make sure I got it out. But also, we've kind of had some very long uh, podcasts lately, and I thought it would be nice to have a nice, uh, short, concise podcast episode so um the show doesn't get too heavy or everybody feels like oh i can't listen to this because this guy just drones on and on and on like i am now so let's jump into the news people who buy the hyundai ionic 6 in the united states will get free electrify america charging for two years there is a small caveat to that um, over those two years you get 30 minute charging sessions so if you're not to 100% by the end of that charging session, you might have to start all over. I don't know exactly what the rules are at, at for, for that. But Hyundai says that customers can expect to charge from 10 to 80% in 19 minutes. So you probably won't need the full 30. So overall, a good deal for Hyundai Ionic 6 owners. Let's talk about VinFast because... I said, hey, listen, VinFast is part of this huge conglomerate. They have a ton of money. They're not going anywhere. Well, this is one of those times where I might have been wrong. I might have been wrong. Shortly after I made that statement, the VinFast Group founder said that he would no longer be investing his own fortune into the company. Now, that doesn't mean that the company won't seek outside investment. That doesn't mean that... They won't take loans or get uh, more money from the VIN group. It just means that the founder said, I'm not putting any more money into this venture. And then VinFast had some delivery snafus when it came to the U.S. The range wasn't quite what it was promised. It was, uh, I think it was promised like 260 and it got like 190 or 180, something like that. It wasn't great. And there were some regulatory issues and then VinFast had to come out a couple weeks ago and say, hey, we've delayed our plant in the United States. And now uh, three executives have left the company. Now, this doesn't mean that the company is doomed, but 
Um, I always like to point out when I make a mistake and I feel like if I do it now, we're just chronicling all of the mistakes that I've made. So when they finally decide that they're not going to be in the United States anymore, you'll know that I was wrong the entire time. Last week, we mentioned that Ford was going to unveil their new EV for Europe. It's, it was an SUV, and that EV was going to be based on Volkswagen's MEB platform. Well, they unveiled it, and it's called the Ford Explorer EV, and like I said, it will only be available in Europe. For folks in North America, when you think of the Ford Explorer, you are probably thinking of a very large vehicle. Well, in this case, it's not. It's not that big. It's a little shorter than an ID4, which is perfect for Europe. Um, I don't know if it's perfect for the Explorer brand. I'm not sure why they would call something the size of a Ford Escape or even a, maybe even a little smaller than a Ford Escape, the Ford Explorer, when the Explorer was a fairly big vehicle, even here in the United States. It's just, it blows my mind. Anyway, this is going to be built in Cologne, Germany. Um, actually, you know what? I, I said it was a little shorter than the ID4. When I first saw it, I thought it was a version of the ID4. That's how similar it looks, at least to my brain, before I, would, I knew it was the Ford Explorer. I definitely thought it was a Volkswagen product. Let's talk about the interior. It's a five-seater. It's got a nice big 15-inch screen for the infotainment system. It's got an instrument cluster behind the steering wheel. I know it seems silly that I have to say that, but so many cars are you know, doing away with that display. I feel like I have to mention it every time. There's also this really cool haptic touchpad or trackpad just underneath the, uh, or just below the 15 inch infotainment screen. And if you don't know what haptics is, is like when you have an iPhone or an Android phone and you push a button and you feel the, the phone shake or you get some sort of physical response to something that you do on the screen, that's a haptic feedback. So it sounds like if touch targets on a screen are difficult for you, you'll be able to use this trackpad to navigate the infotainment screen. So that's awesome. I think that's great. Uh, let's see here. Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. It'll come equipped with that. It'll have 10 color ambient lighting if that's important to you. We don't have a lot of information when it comes to specs. Ford did say that it will charge from 10% to 80% in 25 minutes with DC fast charging. It'll be equipped with 12 ultrasonic sensors, five cameras, and three radars. Um, no other real information that we can sink our te teeth into at this time. The vehicle is going to start around 45,000 euros, which is 48,300 US dollars. Honestly, I think this is going to be a really cool vehicle, and I'm kind of sad it's not coming here to the United States. And that brings us to our last story in the EV news section, which is also a Ford story. Ford stopped production on the F-150 Lightning because of a battery fire at a holding lot at Ford's Rouge EV Center. This was back in February. We now know what happened. This is from a filing uh, with the National Highway Transportation Administration. Here's a little excerpt. When the vehicle's high-voltage battery is at a high state of charge, the vehicle could experience an internal short circuit in the battery, which could result in a fire. Adding that, due to the production process deviations at the supplier, 
Ford's uh, battery supplier, that cathode aluminum tabs may contact the anode electrode material, causing an internal short circuit when the high voltage battery cells are at a high state of charge. So this makes sense why they they shut down for a little more than a month to make sure that they were able to correct this because they had to correct it at the supplier level and then replace all those battery packs for the trucks that were just sitting there waiting for battery packs. Only vehicles built between January 20th and January 26th were affected. If you have one of these vehicles, Ford's going to notify you. They're going to replace your battery pack free of charge. There's not going to be very many of you out there that uh, will have this problem. And owners will be directed to a nearby dealer for a service. Had that battery fire not happened at the Rouge plant or at the Rouge holding center, uh, this could have been a much bigger deal. Instead, we have six days of production where this affected those vehicles. Had the fire not happened, this could have been a much bigger deal for Ford and the owners of the F-150 Lightning. All right, that is it for our EV news. Before we get to the Tesla news, I just want to remind everybody that you can go and support the show at patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com. You can also support the show on ACAST. Um, that's all in the show notes. Just a reminder that I will be on Allison's Nocillacast on, I believe, this Sunday. And Allison was really nice and actually edited. Allison famously doesn't edit. I'm guessing it's because I sounded like an absolute buffoon when we chatted. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate it. That's why I love her. She's very nice. Um, but yeah, go to podfeet.com to, to listen and subscribe to Allison's podcast. And then also the Shuffle Playlist, which is the music podcast to do with my buddy Chris. Uh, it's called Shuffle Playlist. Just search it in your in your podcatcher choice or there's a link in the show notes. And this week we talked about um, Megadeth and Sweating Bullets, which is one of my favorite songs by Megadeth. So everything will be in the show notes. Thank you for your patience and for your time. Getting on with our Tesla news here. Model 3 prices are down 21.5% since last year, the peak of last year. That means the average price of a used Model 3 has dropped around $11,000. This is not good news for Tesla owners looking to sell their vehicles right now, but it is great news for people who want to buy a used Tesla. So uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I like seeing where this is going. <laughs> I don't want them to be useless as a used vehicle, but I do want them to be affordable. Tesla has taken delivery of their second 9,000-ton gigapress at Giga Texas. If you weren't aware, these 9,000-ton gigapresses are going to be used to build the Cybertruck. All right, we're almost done, actually, so we're ripping through these. The National Highway Transportation Safety Administration issued a recall for close to 400,000 Teslas with FSD beta. Here's what the recall had to say. The FSD beta system may allow the vehicle to act unsafe around intersections, such as traveling straight through an intersection while in a turn-only lane or entering a stop sign controlled intersection without coming to a complete stop or proceeding into the intersection during a steady yellow traffic signal without due caution. In addition, the system may respond inefficiently to 
changes in posted speed limits or not adequately account for the driver's adjustment of the vehicle's speed to exceed posted speed limits. So anyone who's listened to this podcast for any length of time knows all of this stuff. I would assume that people who who drive Teslas and have the FSD, FSD beta, they know this as well because, you know, they've had all this stuff happen to them. I, I've, I don't even have a Tesla and I've had some of this stuff happen to me. I do think that it needs to be fixed, but I don't think that this recall is a big issue. In fact, Tesla says with FSD version 11.3.2, they should fix many of these issues that Tesla has highlighted. Actually, I think they said that they fixed all of the issues that Tesla has highlighted. The question is, is did they fix them to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's satisfaction? That, that, that's, that's the important part. All right, let's move to our final story of the episode. There's a new report from Washington Post stating that some of Tesla's engineers tried to change Elon's minds or Elon's mind. Elon has one. I know he's an alien, but he only has one brain. They tried to change Elon's mind uh, about removing radar for autopilot and full self-driving. Now, I'm going to say I sourced this uh, story from two different articles. One says that the report came from San Francisco Gate, the, the newspaper in San Fran. The other says that it came from the Washington Post. I don't know where the truth is, so we're just going to say that it came from both of these articles. All right, back to the story. Uh, when they removed the radar, Tesla said that they only needed Tesla vision. They only needed the cameras. They did not need the radars to make this work. The cameras are used to mimic human vision, and that's how Tesla was going to go moving forward. When some of the Tesla engineers heard that the the radars would be removed, uh, they brought it up to Elon. And it wasn't some. It was like, I guess there was quite a few Tesla engineers who were just like, wait, what? You're doing what now? Let's get to some of the quotes from the article. Some Tesla engineers were aghast, said former employees with knowledge of the reaction, speaking on the condition of anonymity for the fear of retribution. 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 <laughs> Retribu- retribution. Woo. Ah. I'm leaving that in. Anyway, they contacted a trusted former executive for advice on how to talk Musk out of it. In a previously unreported pushback, without radar, Teslas would be susceptible to to basic uh, perception errors if the cameras were obscured by raindrops or even bright sunlight, problems that could lead to crashes. So based on this information, it goes without saying that a lot of these engineers are going to be against removing radar. Uh, the article goes on to say that Musk was unconvinced and overruled his engineers. In May of 2021, Tesla announced it was eliminating radar on new cars. Soon after, the company began disabling radar in cars already on the road. The result, according to interviews with Nearly a dozen former employees and test drivers, safety officials, and other experts, there was an uptick in crashes, near misses, and other embarrassing mistakes by Tesla vehicles suddenly deprived of the critical sensor. The article also said that Elon's decision played a role 
in unpolished releases of autopilot and FSD. This is according to the inter- engineers interviewed. Elon did an interview with Electrek back in 2021, and in that interview, he said this. A very high-resolution radar would be better than pure vision, but such a radar does not exist. I mean, vision with high-res radar would be better than pure vision. Based on that statement, it sounds like Elon was just really frustrated with the quality of radar that they could get their hands on and wasn't against putting radar in the vehicles altogether. Uh, To further that point, Tesla is now using high-resolution radar in their hardware for equipped cars. Honestly, I'm glad they're adding back in the radar. Uh, The more ways to detect and avoid a crash, the better, as far as I'm concerned. So kudos to you, Tesla. All right, everybody, that is it for me today. Um, If you want to know more about any of these articles, I have all the appropriate links in the show notes. I don't mention that nearly enough. If you want to hear me on Allison's uh, podcast, the Nocilla cast, go to podfeet.com. You'll find all the stuff you need to subscribe there. Uh, there's also a link in the show notes to her website. There's also a link to the Shuffle Playlist uh, podcast in the show notes. And then all the different ways you can support the show. Okay, I want to thank everyone for listening. And I will talk to you on Tuesday. Bye.